what is meditation the answer is found in bhagwan raman maharshi's divine words bhagwan raman maharshi says meditation is sticking to one thought that single thought keeps away other thoughts distraction of mind is a sign of its weakness by constant meditation it gains strength now understand these words these words are very very significant the single thought keeps away other thoughts that is what the bhagwan says meditation gains strength when you remain focused on one thought that thought can be the name of the holy lord through chanting you continue to meditate deeply on the name of the lord slowly the mind starts coming under your control it takes time it takes persistence and moreover it takes immense faith and devotion whether you are just doing it for the sake of doing it or whether you are meditating on the lord's holy name with pure devotion the ultimate flowering of your meditation the state of your inner being is totally based on what you are from within mind is mechanical mind is habitual and all habits are bad because all habits are mechanical in nature you do it just because it has become a habit there is absolutely no awareness to your actions and when there is no awareness there is no quality no beauty to your actions do not make your meditation a habit because then it will be mechanical you are just doing it like a robot nothing real is happening nothing is ever going to fructify meditate but meditate with total awareness with total devotion with total surrender let there be a totality in your action whatsoever you do be total when you love someone be total when you are angry be total when you are happy be total when you have to accept be total only a person who lives his or her life in totality can experience the beyond can move beyond the mind can experience the state of no mind it is only when you are total in whatsoever you do be it love be it your work be it your meditation that you can succeed in life so the key is to be total the master says enlightenment is bringing a state of meditativeness into the smallest acts of your day to day life in its expression of grace
harmony balance and beauty each and every moment of your body each and every act do it totally harmoniously with your total attention and love and you will see that your deepest center starts connecting to each and every act of yours this is how you bring the buddha into your life buddha is a symbolic representation of your consciousness your awareness in our day to day life whenever we are executing our actions with consciousness we bring buddha into our life and whenever we are executing our actions with ignorance we bring hitler into our life and the idea of life of love always varies from person to person if you are existing in the lowest rung you will have a totally different idea of love than the person who is existing on the highest rank Adolf Hitler will have one idea of love buddha another and they will be diametrically opposite because they are two extremes these two extremes exist within us as well consciousness and ignorance consciousness is bliss ignorance is misery and we all have to move away from ignorance that the mind is filled up with beyond the mind is our consciousness when our consciousness enslaves the mind the mind becomes your slave and then slowly you can slip out of the mind and experience true freedom that is the state of liberation moksha meditation helps you to get rid of the mind the problem creator it simply helps you to slip out of the mind like a snake slips out of old skin positive thoughts negative thoughts all the thoughts arise from the mind the divine spiritual masters have gone beyond the mind the yogi always remains in a state of no mind nobody can appease him and nobody can displease him because there is absolutely no mind once it happened there was a young man and he met an old lady the old lady belonged to a positivist group that was very prominent 50 years ago in the us they called themselves the christian scientists they believe there is no negative everything is divine there is nothing wrong everything is right they forgot completely that if there is nothing wrong how are you going to define the right if there is nothing negative how are you going to define the positive if there is no darkness how are you going to define the light but certain people found it to be very interesting philosophy the old woman asked the young man 
I have not seen your father coming to our weekly meetings. The young man said, He is very sick. The old woman said, All nonsense. He has forgotten our philosophy. Sickness is your imagination. Just go home and tell him, Sickness is your imagination. There is no sickness, no death, nothing wrong in the world. It is God who created the world. How can there be wrong? The young man said, I will convey your message. Three weeks passed and the old man did not turn up. Again the woman encountered the young boy and asked him, Did you convey my message? He said, I did. The old woman said, But he has not turned up to the meeting. The young man said, I am sorry to tell you, that now he imagines he is dead. The mind creates the web of negative thoughts just like the spider. And the same mind, when it is influenced or impacted by positive thoughts, it removes the web just the way the spider does. This exercise of the mind continues, but it is all limited to the mind. You haven't really moved beyond mind. The B positive theory is also limited to the mind. Nobody has asked Buddha to be positive. Nobody has asked Jesus to be positive. The divine masters have gone beyond the mind. Now there is neither positivity nor negativity. All that remains is consciousness and that is the state of a yogi, the highest state of meditation where you are no more meditating, you are meditation. The philosophy of positive thinking means being untruthful, it means being dishonest, it means seeing a certain thing and yet denying what you have seen. It means deceiving yourself and others. Once it happened, a king would always see a young man meditating beneath a tree. One night secretly the king moved out of his palace and went to see the young man. And the young man was found meditating beneath the same tree. The king could not control his curiosity. He stepped ahead and said, Who are you? You seem to be a someone special person. Else, how can you remain for days and nights beneath this tree? The young man opened his eyes. There was so much of glow, so much love, so much compassion in his eyes that the king's heart was moved. With deep faith, the king bowed before the young man and said, I am sorry to disturb you. I can see that you were meditating. And the young man said, I am not meditating. I am meditation. How deep are these words? That is how you should be. Not that you sit for a while and meditate, but your whole life should become a meditation. Then there is a song to it then there is every possibility for you to experience the beyond 
the bliss and the peace you have been longing for your meditation should become your breath then no matter where you are which place you are what you are doing you remain rooted within and that is the first step towards experiencing the state of no mind once you are rooted in your center nothing from outside can move you the need is to first get rooted within yourself the need of the hour is that you should turn inwards and start meditating and when you meditate meditate with focus on your heart meditate with total devotion towards the lord meditate every day